Hello all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the News and Knockouts podcast, taped on Twitch and brought to you on YouTube, Spotify, and Google and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling and something, something Leo DiCaprio pointing meme. Boy, howdy, have we been seeing a lot of these wrestlers recently. Yeah, we you know we have just recently watched a recent episode of Lucha Underground in real life outside of this podcast. Yeah. And, what do you know, and what do you know? Johnny Mundo is Johnny a big Mo- feature Johnny- of this episode tonight. Johnny Mundo. I mean, John Morrison. I mean, Johnny Lee. Fuck. Uh, Johnny Impact. Johnny Game Johnny- Changer. Johnny Elite. Uh, 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 too many names. Uh. Can he, he needs to show up in ROH and be Johnny Honor. Johnny Johnny Honor. That that's a that that one rolls right the hell off the tongue. Hello, my name is Johnny Honor. Johnny Honor. Johnny Honor. I I think I think I think that would that would be great. I I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why when he was in WWE he didn't go by like Johnny Entertainment. <laughs> I wish he had. But Johnny Entertainment even... Cheese. But they went and gave him a real name instead. Boo. But uh, or or he could have just been Johnny Wrestling. <laughs> I mean, he did debut though as Johnny Nitro, so that Johnny is... Nitro. God fucking. T- anyway, as as it sounds from what we is that tonight we are returning to Lucha Underground. Yeah, we are baby. Nine episodes away. Well, eight episodes away from the season finale, and then the season finale. And tonight we are tackling two more episodes. As we the do. Desola- the Desolation of Drago and All Night Long. The Desolation. The, the, did they really just make a Lord of the Rings reference? Yeah, probably. Oh my God, Rob Rod, you fucking dweeb. <laughs> right, so last time we watched Fight to the Death and Submit to the Master. Uh, a bit of a quick summary of what happened there is Johnny Mundo is a big bad heel now. Yeah, because... all, uh, as a reminder, all because he was mean to Alberto Albatron. Yep, and the live audience has seen none of the stuff that makes it totally justified that he put Alberto Albatron through a window. You know, I somehow get the feeling that even if they did, they wouldn't give a shit. Fair. Prince Puma conquered his Hernandez-shaped demons, uh, <laughs> defeating him. Very specific shape. To retain the Lucha Underground Championship. I I too hate it when my fears are like six foot five and uh and 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 in the shape of a of a like lanky muscular bald guy who wears bandages. I hate it. I hate it when my demons throw me dirty dancing style. I I. <laughs> I I hate it. I, I I hate it when when my demons when I when I watch my demons get like fucking bonked on the head in midair with a steel chair. Yep. Uh, speaking of, is Mil Muertes defeated Phoenix in a death match, uh, which was not super graphic, but it was a one sided a beat down. Yeah, uh, so, kind of shocked. It did not actually end with Phoenix dying. I was unironically kind of surprised by the fact that we didn't have just another body piling up. Well, I mean, it, I guess it's your interpretation of how the lick of death works. I, 
But I don't I, think that's literal death because she doesn't no, kill anybody with it. No. I feel like we've seen people come back after the lick of death before. Yeah, no, we do. We have. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, Jack Evans defeated Arhenis to, to obtain the second Aztec medallion alongside Phoenix. Cursed, cursed, definitely cursed. Once again, just want to remind everybody, definitely fucking cursed. It's 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 like Pirates of the Caribbean and you can't die. You can't you can't you can't die. You best, you best be believing in ghost stories, sexy star. You're, You're in, in one. one. Dario Dario Cueto's in the background just like cackle. Dario Cueto's like uh Davy Jones in the back. I, I know I know he had nothing to do with the with like the with the with the like curse medallion and, yeah. Uh, no. but but either way, I I wanna believe I wanna believe, right, that he's he's like have you not all these years been calling yourself the champion Prince Puma? You owe a debt to me. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I only give a shit about the first Pirates movie. All the other ones are whatever in my mind. I still haven't seen the second one, and I've oh, but I've always had the opinion that if I saw the second one, I would really like it. Mostly because Davy Jones seems cool, so I want to check it out. Uh, not to having... turn, not to, not to turn this into a Kingdom Hearts podcast. Oh my God! Wait, we're not even time. The only time I have given a shit about uh, the set, the other pirates movies, is in Kingdom Hearts three, where the where the villains are like, "Ooh, Davy Jones put his heart in a box. That's fascinating." And then they see it, and they're like, "What? He put his physical heart in a box? That's gross and weird. We're leaving." Wait, oh, oh, because Kingdom Hearts, different heart. God, yeah, they thought it. he meant they thought he meant the metaphysical concept of a heart in a box, which and is a then, thing that can be put in a box in these video games, right? In but it, they were like this physical heart. That's gross. Fuck off. Uh, I need, I need a, I need a counter for every time that, um, that that you managed to bring goddamn Kingdom Hearts into this podcast. <laughs> God damn! I got, oh, I got my key plate off to the side over here. Wait, that reminds me. I when we watch tonight. Oh, I can do this because I don't work tomorrow. I need when we watch tonight to get me some fucking liquor so I can take a shot every time Vampiro says brother. I must ask that you. I must please request that you don't. No, 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 but it sounds like such a fun drinking game. It does, but I want to have, I want to, I, I like to treat this podcast with some modicum of seriousness. <laughs> we, we, um, this, this podcast where we find ways to weasel in Kingdom Hearts references. Hey, but Lee, let's draw the line somewhere. Serious analysis only on this podcast. So I'm going to have to ask that you don't get wasted. Hey, hey, we had our serious analysis moment. All right. I had my, I had my like brilliant, uh, my brilliant thesis on why the Katie Vick arc was kind of fine, actually. Well, not actually, but like how it's like okay that it happened. Uh, overall it, cosmically that's like i i feel like i i've like delivered and then some for a while so like i've reached my quota and now i can just get an open <laughs> okay okay i will take i will take small sips of like of 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 a of a like twisted tea or something every time he says brother how about that 
Okay, I know I I know I got low tolerance. I guess, my tolerance isn't that I, guess bad. I can't I guess I can't control you. So my toler will, my tolerance isn't that bad. I will merely attempt to shame you into not doing it. Oh, uh, you're <laughs> you're no fun anymore. <laughs> anyway. Yes, we have uh Son of Havoc, Ivalice, and Angelico are still the trio's champions. They beat Big Rick, Delavar, Devari, and Cage. Uh, yes. Cage getting a spot on that team by kicking the shit out of uh, Willie Mack. Tackling um, him through a goddamn locker. Yeah, so how about that? <laughs> uh, Pentagon Jr. defeated Sexy Star in a submission match when uh, and, uh, <clears throat> Superfly returned and came to the conclusion that actually all of his problems are because of Sexy Star. I, too, love going down an incel pipeline whenever I, like, lose a wrestling match. <laughs> so for uh, some other uh, uh, obviously it was the woman's fault mm -hmm. and then uh for some other story beats that have happened that weren't in as part of a match uh we had we did have black lotus returning to the temple and uh chavo guerrero revealing himself immediately to be a scum uh traitor dick bag didn't even wait didn't even wait mm, just didn't even he, wait he to could, backstab he couldn't, he couldn't hold it in he's like he's like uh, uh, i gotta backstab i got the edge uh gotta get my fix uh uh damn it yep and then uh with despite their bet despite her best efforts to beat up four dudes in the locker room at once uh they do manage to kidnap her uh to the crew i mean and chavo kidnap her and now she is a prisoner in the temple yeah, um, so I I somehow still have no doubt they're going to find a way to be like, ah, yes, the most obvious way to settle this dispute with my monster brother is in the ring. Even though I could just, Obviously. if I hate you so much, I could just put your face up to his cage and just have him eat it off. But Which is a good transition to the other last thing I got to mention, which is that after the crew has failed Dario Cueto for about the 30th time, uh yeah. <laughs> he has said enough is enough uh one of y'all first is 29 times were fine however this is where i draw the line this is where i draw number 30 dario just really hates the number 30 he's <laughs> he, get, he gets to the end of every month and he's like Ugh. my least favorite day of the month my least favorite number <laughs> Yes, my mortal enemy, the yes. number 30. <laughs> anyway, yes, the crew decide to sac uh, Cortez Castro and Mr. Cisco sacrifice Bale to get his face eaten off slash pounded in by Matanza Cueto, who, and it was so bloody and violent that you could tell how gory it was. Dario Cueto got blood on him from across the room. And you I, could, and you, and they didn't even show either person involved in the actual uh, eat, face eating. Yes, uh, definitely a stylized choice. Definitely not a standard Robin Rodriguez cost cutting measure. No, sir. Yes. Um, I, so, uh, I, I, I do have to say something from that. I always have to. I, I've like kind of started to question. Is you know, I've seen j pictures of Jeff Cobb. Uh, while a while a big dude. Um, I don't see how that man would be able to, like, you know, extend his mouth out through the bars of a cage enough to, like, brutally devour somebody's face off with so much force that spe specks of blood go flying across the room. 
Does like like does the mouth unhinge like a snake and then start chomping? Do we got like he, he's like a nutcracker scenario going out? Like like I want to know what's happening here. You're gonna need to wait a few more of these podcast episodes before we uh, actually see the monster. So we're not seeing then, him until the fucking season finale, are we? I will not tell you when we see Matanza Cueto for the first okay. time on screen. Okay. Okay. Uh, so for tonight, uh, the first. Uh, here are the character description. Here are the episode descriptors of episodes 31 and 32. Uh, Cueto sets a four-way match to determine the top contender. Uh, Hernandez, Cage, and King Cuerno compete against a returning luchador. Chavo Guerrero and Blue Demon Jr. return to the temple. Wow, I and wonder then, what returning luchador we could get. Who know, who who could it be? And then all night long, uh, Prince Puma is defending the title against Johnny Mundo in what is essentially an Iron Man match that will take place over the course of the entire episode thirty-two. Jesus Christ. So we're on our way. We will be going the distance tonight. So wild. And if you would like to watch this episode along with us, well, you can do that by the absolute wonderful world of internet piracy. Uh, because Tubi TV got rid of Lucha Underground. So we can no longer plug Tubi TV as a way to watch Lucha Underground. Uh, instead, you can uh, buy all the episodes digitally on uh, Amazon Prime Video. That's all available. I'm pretty sure somewhere on my iTunes account, I still have all of Season 3 purchased. But we are going to, in fact, be pirating it via the Internet Archive, which has all four seasons available. As you do. As you do. We, we do. we do love our Internet Archive here at the News and Knockouts podcast. We do. It is real. Between, between ECW, TNA, and Lucha Underground... Internet Archive is a real one. Yeah, uh, especially especially when we are not happy with the uh, streaming service alternatives. Uh, fuck Tubi TV, fuck Peacock. Fuck them. Uh, so yes, uh, we will be back in the second half to discuss Lucha Underground Season 1, Episode 31 and 32. Nice. And we are back. We have just finished Lucha Underground Season 1, Episodes 31 and 32, The Desolation of Drago, and all <laughs> night long. You know, okay, this is going to sound dumb. The fuck, does, the fuck is the def definition of desolation? Because desolation, a state of complete emptiness or destruction. You that know, doesn't describe Drago at all doesn't describe Drago at all, especially not in this episode. Uh, that I Listen, they, they just thought they just thought it sounded cool. All right, they, they they definitely they it was definitely Lord of the Rings reference first, logic second. Yep. If anything, this could have been like the desolation of Blue Demon or the desolation of the Jobber Squad again, or literally anyone other than but, fucking Drago. But Drago is the important person here, so that's who it's going to be the desolation of. I feel like there's other dragon media you could you could rip off the name of the last Drago. I I don't know. I anything <laughs> fucking any what whatever whatever. 
Uh, but yes, uh, the first episode was a lot about Drago. Yeah, speak, speak of the devil, or I guess speak of the dragon, we open on Drago. And oh, man, the... and it is a shot at dusk, on, mm-hmm. and they pan up the roof of the Lucha Underground Temple, and there stands Drago. Yeah, that wasn't a terribly long exile for my dragon boy there, but okay. Uh, um, and then he, like, Batman, he has his dragon wings. He has fucking wings. wings. And he fucking Batman jumps off the roof. See, you got Batman. I got, like, Toy Story. This isn't flying. This is falling with style. Because he opens up those wings as if he were about to try to fucking fly. And then he just kind of jumps down. <laughs> and those wings don't seem to really be catching any updrafts or anything. So, he's just kind of, like, falling. Hey, listen. He is the last dragon because he's not very aerodynamic. That's That, that was actually the secret. That, the, the, I feel like that should make you, like, the first dragon to go. You'd think. But, you know, evolutionary, you know, survival of the fittest can work in very strange and mysterious ways. So, so literally all of the dragons then, except for Eros, well, I guess including Drago, uh, all of the dragons I'm hearing had Icarus Syndrome because their downfalls, they all, you know, maybe literally flew too close to the sun. And Drago certainly has his aspirations too, but he literally can't because his wings are shit and don't work. But also... How the fuck has he not broken every bone in his body multiple times over by just jumping off buildings when his wings don't work? Because he's still a dragon boy with dragon boy constitution. And dragon boy constitution doesn't get his bones broken from his bones broken from jumping off several story tall buildings. Listen, he he is a he is a realistic dragon. Like like Sick dragons dragon. would not be able to support their body weight with the wing with the to fly oh my god if you scientifically broke out the wing to body weight ratio it not the wing to body rate ratio that's the ultimate fun killer no <laughs> drago is merely showing what it would be like if a dragon's aerodynamic aerodynamicism <laughs> was realistic <laughs> You could you could achieve that with an African dragon. <laughs> Lovely plumage. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the more you know about the aerodynamicism of dragons. <laughs> yes, you could say I'm something of a scholarly expert on air on dragon aerodynamics. Therefore. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that. Did you did you minor in that in college? Yes. It was it was my minor in college, uh, along with my accounting degree. Uh, along with your I mean, it, it's 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 the perfect it's the, the perfect two things to pair together. Accounting and dragon was a was a me, me measly toy story reference in my notes and we managed to snowball it into this oh boy this is gonna be a wild one uh also yeah, shout no. out to the opening instrumental for adding a real like sense of moment to this shit uh and then immediately like once drago jumps to his own not death 
because dragon uh it, we go to the temple and we get the juxtaposition of like whatever the fuck the band is playing so like this get and i'm like oh you know what all right I'm kind of feeling this we're approaching the end of the season it's gonna get kind of nuts in here and then da, 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 da. Yeah, go back to the, to the lighthearted Mexican folk music band. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I too love getting my sen- my my sense of moment interrupted by whatever the fuck the band M Bison has to play for us. Yeah, that we, that that was a good joke later, but uh, we start anyway. We get, to the, we get to the episode proper. Vampiro on commentary is apologetic about jumping into the ring. Because he's like, I'm a commentator. I'm not a wrestler. That's not my place. I'm sorry. It definitely won't happen again. Yeah, we're that's the end of that story, of course. Vampiro yeah, and Pentagon will have no other interactions. No, none whatsoever. Um, although I do, I did appreciate that Vamp was kind of vague about what it was that he was apologizing. Like, obviously, we know, but like, mm-hmm. he never explicitly says, "I apologize for jumping in the ring." He just says, "Like, I apologize for like." doing what I did that wasn't my place yada yada so I'd like to think it my own headcanon is that he was actually apologizing for the multiple accidental cases of manslaughter he committed uh by saying brother like six times in a row to to trigger the drinking game people (laughs) all right either way either way neither thing will definitely never happen again of course uh we open with a rare Dario Cueto in ring promo Mm-hmm. where he has announced the brilliant idea that has come from his brain. Nobody has ever thought of this idea before. Yeah. I'm going to make fun of that kind of thing a couple of times going forward. But the he announces Ultima Lucha, which yes. if you couldn't have figured it out, that is the season finale. Uh, mm, mm. Is no no way. And he wants a big-time epic match for Ultima Lucha for the Lucha Underground Championship. So he has decided that what we're going to do is everybody who has fought Prince Puma before for the Lucha Underground Championship will be eligible tonight to fight for a shot at him at Ultima Lucha. He mentions Hernandez, King Cuerno, uh, Cage, uh, and Phoenix, but, oh, well, uh, as he puts it, that uh, Mil Muertes put Phoenix in an early grave, so he is not here tonight. I guess it'll just be a three-way match. Wompity womp, womp, womp. Um, so you're, you're telling me this brilliant idea that Dario Cueto had that nobody's ever had before is a contendership match. A I guess big, a, a big, a big, a big, a big significant special named show to... And your, to revolve your storylines around. He is, yes. no one has ever thought of this before. Ah, uh, yes. I do have to say, like, the way Dario was, was clearly so proud of this idea of Ultima Lucha. So this man clearly is just a giant wrestling dork. Like, mm-hmm. he clearly has a, as a character, a deep love for the art form, at least to an extent. Which kind of makes the whole evil maniac thing especially funny because he's basically just like a kid with ADHD. Who's also a super villain. Who's like, 
I will indulge my special interests, and I'll do a bunch of evil shit while doing it. <laughs> I don't read it that way at all. I don't read him as having any love for the art form. I read it as he is such a carny shithead that he is happily willing to just like car copy ideas and then claim them as his own original concepts. I see that would make sense textually. And I get that. It's just literally from his performance. He almost had this like childlike glee in announcing Ultima Lucha, just like the littlest glimmer of it that made me feel like maybe he actually just kind of is a dork for wrestling. And he's like, there there's a side of him that's just like happy to be like a legitimate wrestling promoter um and it just he, he's just also like doing this evil villain shtick on the side <laughs> i don't know either it, either either way i i man dario cueto is a character deep layered nuanced yada 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 of course of course of course uh then dario uh he cueto he uh says that he had he kind of continues on to another announcement that he is bringing back someone from the temple uh someone was there for the very first episode is is blue demon jr yeah blue demon's back okay who also was a- after bar- after basically chavo beat him into the hospital way back when yeah and now and now he's back again yay i just kind of expected he wasn't coming back um mm-hmm. also dario's voice is sounding kind of shot he doesn't normally sound a little like bit. that, right it did sound a little shot you know it's it was- I don't know what's going on, but you know. Set off, I was I was just kind of worried about him, you know. Uh, but yeah, he, so he's got that Tony Khan voice. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> I like you know I like Tony Khan's big boy voice. I, I don't do care what people say. Blue Demon Junior. Shane's not him. here. Shane's not here. Not here. Shane's not here. Uh, you know, he, you know, kind of think of it. His voice, his his like hype voice does kind of actually sound like TK's voice. <laughs> maybe maybe there maybe there's like a little mermaid thing going on where like tk like ursula stole dario quato's <laughs> now sing ring the bell anyway <laughs> um uh yeah so so blue demon comes out and everyone's like yay and then dario's like oh ho ho but do i have a surprise for you yeah. and then Chavo comes out with the crew minus one. Uh, where's Bale? We don't know, and nobody lampshades that fact. Well, he, he Dario says that he wants Blue Demon Jr. to to be ready for Ultima Lucha. I mean, he's a he's a legend. He deserves to be as part of that spectacular event. But you know, it's he deserves it's been a while. to, but he's still got to earn it anyway. Well, fuck you. Because he's got ring rust. You know, he doesn't uh, want yes. Blue Demon to be to be not ready. So he's, uh. he's preparing him a match tonight. And it is with Chavo and the crew. Again, no bail in sight. What happened no to him? Who could really say? Who knows? No one really seems confused by this fact. Like, so, like I think Striker Vamp briefly calls out the fact there are only two members of the crew, but don't seem, like, terribly curious about where the third one went. So I guess because we're just who, not existing. Because who truly cares about bail? <laughs> you know what great point that's why he's the one that got his face eaten off uh but yeah blue demon over here in a full-ass suit and dario's still sending him directly into a match okay yeah, so, he, so when he first says it, he says he has a match tonight and then chavo comes out into the ring in and he full gets gear in the ring. Yeah, he's in his gear and yeah. Cha- and dario's like actually this match is starting right now right now fuck you yeah so and- blue demon and he also says that this match 
will be anything goes. Yeah, and of course, that means we got to have it by Rick fucking Knox. Yeah, and if you can't tell where this is all going to go, then I think you must be new to Lucha Underground. Because because Blue Demon Jr., despite his best efforts, he wrestling in a fucking suit even, uh, this is an ass whooping by Chavo Guerrero and the crew. You know, I know he said anything goes, but I feel like this whole numbers game bullshit is still a little like a, a, a little off kilter. Like just just brought like like we can't get a couple lackeys out here for Blue Demon to to have back him up. No, he has okay. he has no friends here. He is too busy being in the hospital. Dario Cueto just m- making absolutely no qualms about just proudly showing off what a flagrantly evil bastard he is is one of my favorite things about this show. Like, he is just evil, and he's openly evil. And he's just like, what are you going to do about it? And everyone's just kind of like, oh, shit, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I guess not, I guess we're going to do nothing. I guess I nothing. Guess we... I mean, we're all, we're all like trained fighters here who could probably easily whip this man's ass if we wanted to. But, like, but, like, but, like, Nah, we don't need to. I'm, we need fine. the mo- we need the money too much to fight this. We need to. We need. It's true. It's Dario's just literally like he has this fucking stacks of 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 bills in his drawers, and everyone's like, eh, "Damn it, I need yeah. one of those." Ugh, fine. Uh, well, put up but, with the bullshit. But also, like, I feel like Blue Demon Junior is someone who shouldn't be subjected to that. He is like a legend and could probably just wrestle wherever the fuck he wanted so i don't know why he's putting up with this shit but okay um like i feel like the underground fight club's a bit of a downgrade for him you know listen big big man did not handle his finances very well so Uh, he's gotta say he's gonna take any gig he can take including the underground fight club i guess you could say he's got the financial blues (laughs) anyway Moving on. Moving so, on. So it's uh, a super yeah. one-sided match. I mean, yeah, there, they get a great the kendo mix. stick out. They start hitting well, him with that. Yeah. Uh, uh. Uh. So. So two things. First, on the one-sided thing, uh, there was a great spot where, like, kind of the first time the crew jumps in uh, against Blue Demon, um, Mister Cisco attacks Blue Demon, and you can kind of see, like, the way the camera angle is, like, um. Mr. Cisco comes in from like behind the camera and starts wailing on Blue Demon from the front. And you can kind of see um Cortez Castro from behind is kind of like looking on and then waiting Blue for De- his spot. Fights off Cortez Castro a little bit. And then or fight, fighting off Mr. Cisco a little bit. And then Cortez Castro's like, Oh yeah, wait, probably gonna be a good idea if I jumped on this too. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then- they the, the the camera angle did no favors to to showing Cortez just, just waiting waiting for his spot. You can, it's like it's like the gears slowly like turning in his mind and like smoke's coming out of his ear and he's like uh oh yeah i do fight now <laughs> oh um, yeah i have a thing to do yeah um also uh you mentioned this this uh this uh, uh weapon uh our boy matt striker clearly having another malapropism by calling what is very clearly a singapore cane a kindo stick no he like i told stick? you it is only, it is it is part of the Philadelphia regional dialect to call it a Singapore cane. Everywhere else, it's a kendo stick. 
<laughs> wait, wait, hold, hold up. Uh, 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 well, well, I'm from Pittsburgh, and I've never heard the phrase Singapore cane. Oh no, not in, not in uh, uh, Pittsburgh. No, it's a it's a Philadelphia uh, uh, Philadelphia term. Uh, uh, it's a regional dialect. Uh-huh. What region? Uh, Philadelphia. <laughs> yes, and you call you call them Singapore. You call them Singapore canes, despite the fact this is clearly a kendo stick. Well, you know, one thing I should excuse me a moment. <laughs> Just doing the fucking steam ham. Strikers doing the steam ham memes over here with the kendo stick. Yeah. I, I, fuck, I fucked that up so bad, but I don't care. It was worth it. Aurora, the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> <laughs> at this time of day, at this time of year, the, the, located directly the, in your the, temple? The, wait, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, May I see the, it? No. The, the, uh, um... The Eldritch Horror Monster. At this time of year, at this time of day... In this part of the country, localized entirely in your fight club. Yes. May I see it? May I see it? No. No. Yeah. And no. cut to more like shots of, of Matanza's cage without a single shot of what the fuck Matanza actually looks like. Yeah. So Beautiful. After, after this We're on a roll tonight, buddy. <laughs> after this absolutely botched Steam Hams joke. Yeah. Uh, so eventually. I thought it was great. Uh, the, the crew hits Blue Demon with like a double stomped into a DDT yep. and then they hold Blue Demon Jr. That down for Chavo to hit the frog splash for the one, the two, and the three. Yeah, Chavo wow. Guerrero wins. Go to hell, Blue Go Demon to hell. Jr. Yeah, uh, and then we cut back to Drago and then it's back to like the fucking epic ass orchestral music again. And at this point, I have to wonder if just Drago has his like phone in his in in his pocket and it's got like spotify on blast and just playing like an epic orchestral score and so like it's just following him wherever he goes like like the only reason we're hearing like that music is completely diegetic and it's just drago like playing his own like hype music orchestral tunes playlist on his fucking phone yeah so he walks without headphones in he walks to the end of the temple, and then whoah, he puts his wings out again. And I just now realized what the wing thing made me think of. It didn't make me think of Batman. Yes. It made me think of the episode of Looney Tunes where Wiley Coyote gets a flying suit. Well, gets the Roadrunner, and it's he looks equal. He looks to like like a complete dork. Yeah. And it can hey. barely fly. Hey, this this overwrought dragon costume that can't even fly with its fucking wings is totally epic and badass. Shut up. So Drago got those wings from Acme. I see. Uh, the uh, the added to the list of things that exist in the Lucha Underground universe, Acme Incorporated, and by extension the entire Looney Tunes. Oh no! Well, that's how this. Oh, well, that's how. Well, that's no. how the. Well, that's how the inferred apocalypse happened. Oh is no! Acme. I just had a terrible mental image of what Space Jam Three could look like with that in mind. Oh no! Space Jam Three, but it's just Lucha Underground. But it's just it's well, Looney Tunes teamed up with Lucha Underground. 
Oh, what oh, a bloody no. murder on that one. Oh, no. Hey, I'm sad now. This anyway. one's not going to be child-friendly. This one's not going to... Well, look, I... I at this point, they're not trying to appeal to the kids. They're trying to appeal to, like, at that point, they'd be appealing to, like, the jaded 50-year-olds who are just there for, like, their next hit of, like, nostalgia injected directly into their veins. It would definitely be rated R. Bugs Bunny and Lola would have extremely graphic sex. And everyone... <laughs> well, well, Dario Cueto, like, peeps in, because, of course, he'd be a pervert also, like that. Also, you're wrong. Bugs Bunny is gonna fuck Katrina. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, Bugs Bunny's into that whole like licking thing. Uh, oh well, so but also like Katrina and uh, and Mill are inseparable. So clearly, one of two things is happening. They're either <laughs> they're either gonna be having a three way, or Bugs Bunny is Katrina's bull, while Mill sits there getting cocked. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we doing tonight? No. <laughs> Why? Why? Hey, hey, you yes anded me, motherfucker, okay? Rules of and improv. You, and you. Yeah, rules of improv. You don't say no, you say yes and. Well, I'm saying no right now. This is Boo. it. I am that cutting. I am putting. I am drawing a line Boo. at cuckoldry. <laughs> this podcast out of context. That needs to be put on a shirt. I, I draw I the line at cuckoldry. I, draw, I am drawing a line at cuckoldry, Austin Leach. <laughs> yep, that is the thing I said in, in a color <laughs> Oh my god! Oh god! And it's only gonna get weirder from here, folks. I'm terribly sorry. Yeah, I'm... so... <laughs> so if yeah. we, we shall move on from uh, this... <laughs> I was really just gonna do a, a cute little Wiley Coyote joke and we... We managed to get to Bugs Bunny cucking Mil Muertes. So this is why improv this is why improv comedy is of the devil, folks. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Come come to the improv side. It's fun, kids. You can you can make up whatever reality you want with no consequences. Anyway, <laughs> we move on. Austin regretting his life choices over here. Oh, very much so. It's like, why did I start a podcast with this buffoon again? This podcast uh, is is quitting next week. Where? Because ah, so I'm not allowed to quit the show when Jerry Lawler gets to ride the hoe train, but you're allowed to quit the show over a simple little cuckoldry joke. I see how it is. Yes, I have the authority over this podcast. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not respecting your authority. No, this is, this is, I, I am, I am forcing you here like an MST3K, you know, like oh they're forced. God. That's how this, that's the dynamic. Oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so Chavo Guerrero goes and and decides to go uh, do some light 
uh, uh, taunting at uh, Black Lotus, who is in the cage next to uh, Matanza. Fortunately, Again, really don't understand why they don't just feed her to Matanza, but okay, plot, 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 plot. Fortunately, there is a second cage in this. In the in that's the really convenient. Like, do you? Th is it? I wonder if it's like a slightly smaller cage that Dario transfers Matanza into whenever he feels he needs to like clean Matanza's other cage, you know, so gotta, like, <laughs> gotta like replace the substrate and, you know, like, like, like refill his water dish. <laughs> but, you know, Black Lotus is rightfully like, you betrayed me, you piece of shit. Uh, I believe, and... I believe the exchange went something to the, to the effect of, you're a liar. I'm a Guerrero. That's what I said. You're a liar. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a Guerrero. A Guerrero is a liar. That was yeah. For for the record, for the record, folks, those first two the, the those first two lines were legitimately what were said. You're a liar. I'm a Guerrero. I'm a Guerrero. You're a liar. I'm a Guerrero. A uh, corporate would like you to tell me the difference between those <laughs> two sentences. Two They're, They're the same, the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and. The, uh, and Guerrero following, uh, Chavo following up that in incredible, uh, that incredible little exchange by then saying, after what I did to Blue Demon, all of Mexico is going to be too scared to come after Yeah, me. I, th I think he is very overconfident by this. Yeah. He can beat up, uh, he can beat up one, like, 50-year-old man. So yeah. all of Mexico <laughs> all will fear Mexico. him. I guess he doesn't need to extort Dario anymore. He, all he need to do is beat up one dude in a suit, and all of a sudden, like, oh, shit, the entire fucking country of Mexico is too far too frightened to, to ever uh, oh, look, look at him the wrong way again. We can't oh, do boy. anything. I am. We can't uh, we can't attack him ever again, man. He took out Blue Demon Jr. I'm I'm personally very afraid of hucksters who who relentlessly beat up fifty year old men uh, with kendo sticks. I dream Chavo of this Guerrero. stuff and wake up in a cold sweat. You know, Chavo Guerrero really said, "How many times I got to teach you this lesson?" Old man? <laughs> 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 And then, and then he's gonna go like he's gonna go strolling back into Mexico, like thinking there's no problem. Then all of Mexico's gonna turn to him. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> and the cycle continues in perpetuity. Uh, yes. Uh, then, then we cut over to Dario taking a piss. Um, and, and in the it, bathroom mirror, and, Drago just appears. I mean, of course, Dario's in the bathroom. What happens in the bathroom? If you answer taking a piss, you're wrong. It's actually conversations with Drago. Uh, so, yeah, of course, Drago's uh, he here. Was Drago accosting Dario in the bathroom. Yeah, and Dario just kind of has this look on this whole time of like, bro, I have my dick out here. What's, what, what the hell? Hey, bro, what are we doing? Could... Hey, what, are we, what are we doing? Why, why are you looking at my dick, but, man? But Drago, he demands to be in the number one contenders match tonight because he also previously faced um uh uh prince puma and i have to ask how did drago hear about that yeah yeah does, is is it part of the dragon lord that he has super hearing i does, guess because, i guess because i otherwise don't know how he knew about it i wonder if he has like i wonder if he has like someone on the inside you know he's like texting him and like he saw on his apple watch like oh shit uh dario dario's talking about people who face puma well i face puma i oh, got an boy. opportunity Wow. i got, it. I got let, let's fall 
let's fall to the temple to 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 get my revenge or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so at first, at first, Dario's like, I can't do that. You're banned. And then he literally like walks away from Dario and then like shakes with rage. Goes, let and gets me his voice shifted in post. Yeah, gets his voice his voice pitch shifted in post post mm-hmm. to show that he means serious business, TM. Yes. So Dario Cueto is like, <laughs> okay, he he accepts that a loophole has been has been found. Uh, but here's the thing: he you, he has an added condition to let Drago back in this match is that if he loses, he not only is still banned from the fucking temple, but mm-hmm. also he will be unmasked if he loses. To which I would like to think this literal Dragon Man's response was at least in his head: "What mask? What are you talking what about? No. <laughs> this is my face. This is my regular. He they try if he had if he loses he try to like pull the mask off and it just nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like one of those like one of those like cartoon segments like a mask mm-hmm. coming off and he's like gonna come on get 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 Dario's like got his Dario's like off the floor got his like feet up on on Drago's chest and he's just like trying to tug the mask off. He's like get get off. That's a really good mask you got there. <laughs> yep. But but sure, what he, he kind of agrees. Also, <clears throat> then we. I have to wonder if this was like uh, some sort of like error on the editing team's part, or if this was like a weird little random moment of sudden momentary art house symbolism. Because we got away from the scene to, for the briefest of seconds, a random shot of a spider before we cut away to commercial. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's about. Is that like? Is was it a mistake on the editing team, or is it like Dario is a malicious spider spinning his web because if it is that's dope but also if it is why the fuck is that the only instance of anything like that we've gotten in this entire yeah, I series no, so i got no idea i don't i got no idea why they decided it that fucking that cinematographer the man the lucha underground cinematographer is getting experimental again all right Dumbass it's time to... too big for his britches all right it's time for the rest of our time with lucha underground we have to t- think we have to keep bringing up the spider and trying to figure out the, the meaning of the spider Yes, uh, and or just constantly continue to berate the Lucha Underground cinematographer, uh, shaking our fists whenever we we need to find out his fucking name so that we can like we can curse him every time there's some weird shit going on on camera. Uh. Sure. Uh, but then we move on to <clears throat> the second match of episode thirty-one, the Disciples of Death. Yeah, uh, man, the Dark mm-hmm. Order sure looks different. Yeah, this is not how I remember them. Yeah, where's this is the, this is the OG Dark Order. Where's the human throne? Servants of Death, Hungi. <laughs> uh, but yes, they all have come out in their skull masks. Yes, and one of them is wearing a shirt. Two are not wearing a shirt. I'll be honest, I can't tell any of them apart tell wow up their names wow racist against skeleton people how could you? i am unfortunately quite racist against um uh against uh uh uh, zombie necromancers it is it is i admit a a prejudice that i must overcome canceled anyway and they, uh, well, I should be note is on their entrance is that they, they do like po- they do like light 
lightning electricity effects yeah as they're walking yeah. through the ring yeah. and the lights start going out in the temple yeah new servants of lord death servants of death lord dropped they control uh, electricity mm. yeah uh and striker had quite a few lines that i made sure to write down from this segment uh including that these are the forces of mortality in this case death <laughs> yeah i'm glad you were on striker watch because i had a zillion other things i was writing down and i heard you catch that and i'm like I'm like I didn't even move the fuck over my. Head. I am I always that. on. I am always on striker watch. I know that we, we we've really we we we've we've delegated so well when it comes to our lucha. We have this shit down to a science. All right, you're on striker watch. I'm on vamp watch. It's it's the perfect delegation of responsibilities. Mm. No, no one can ever. Yes, yeah, so the their opponents are a debuting Bengala, indeed, uh, indeed, Masquerita Sagrada. Indeed, and indeed. Vanilla indeed, indeed, my fucking fame is back. She's back, boys. Let's fucking go. Uh, and, and they brought you know, some dude named Big Tool. Yay. He uh, is they're a tiger. And they're definitely going to get the dub here, right? Right? Um, sure. Right? Uh, Bengala and, Pim and Pimpinella color coordinate really with really well with the white with the black. You know, light and dark. Yeah. Man, this is some real deep shit here. Uh, <clears throat> Pimpinella starts, and uh, my other vampire, uh, Matt Stryker line of the match, really, is in trying to show a contrast between the Disciples of Death and Pimpinella Escarlata. He says, and I quote, uh, they worship death, the afterlife, Pimpinella, the liver of the free life. Uh, yeah, okay. Really trying to make that work. All the striker and vamp out here with the fucking cat puns for Bengala. God damn they it. Had, they did all of them, really. Every single one. I'm sure there was a nine lies quip. So I, they were just firing too fast. We didn't even keep Nine up. lies quip. Uh, that striker was like, I talked to Bengala earlier today. He said he was feeling feline. Yeah, something, something endangered. Yeah, at one point he they mentioned that Bengala is like he's endangered because it's uh, a cat. He's a tiger. It's a dangerous. Yeah, I see. Creature. I see. I see. He operates on Drago logic of he just is the creature that he cosplays as. Yes, cool, of cool. course. Yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> I, I will a lot say of the though, early part of this match was um basically <laughs> the good guys just dicking on the disciples. Yeah, I was like. Oh shit, it was kind of great to see. They got some really cool spots against them. And Bengala won me over really quick. That man is fucking good. Yeah, he's he's crazy athletic. I mean, he's got he's doing these springboard jumping moonsaults off the ropes. Crazy shit. Uh at one do point you, do he you... does a spin a spinning dive to the outside. He tried spinning. That's a good trick. He No, that was so dope. He 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 dies and he fucking like corkscrews through the air as he does it. It's insane. Does he does he have a presence outside Lucha Underground that you know of? You know, just 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 standard like Lucha Libre shit. That's fair. That's fair. I wasn't sure if he's like one of those guys who has a completely different no. identity elsewhere and is like. No, no, he's he's just Bengala. Yeah, I learned from Daniel that Pimpinella like is a is a thing outside of. Lucha Underground that she's been on yeah. uh she's been on the the Big Gay Brunch before. Yeah, probably. I I don't know specifically which one, but yeah. I think probably. I think I think I think it was this year. I think it was this year he said she was on. Oh, I'd buy that. Yeah, I was pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so fucking dope. That makes me so happy because I love I love Pimpinella and she gets some great spot. God, she's so fun. I love her. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but yeah. So so the they, disciples were smart enough to avoid her ass based offense. True, true. They they knew that would truly be her downfall. No one can withstand Pimpinella's magnificent ass. But uh, eventually, the disciples kind of just stopped dicking around it helps yeah. when basically like master whenever master masquerade sagrada got his ass handed to him pretty yeah much and which vamp and striker vamp is like really cheering for for some reason Vampiro got super into the disciples of death winning and doing well yeah vamp kind of started like not accommodating noted, during this match noted, and i don't know why Vampiro got strangely cynical at some point at midway at some point here just cheering for death, which based, but okay, true, true. I too, vamp, welcome. It to came out of nowhere. I, I, I long for the embrace of the dark void mother, but mm-hmm. you know, may, may, so, maybe, maybe not, maybe not here. You know. Yeah. So they they start doing all of the, the disciples basically start whooping ass, and eventually yeah. they have Pimpinella is knocked down into the ropes, and I yell to Katrina to hit hit her with the rock. And instead, Katrina does a lick of death. As you do. As you do. And basically what the disciples do with Pimpinella Escarlata is is, is that they lift her up in like a coffin carry. Like some like carry kind of a thing. And then they slam them down forward to win the match. The one, two, and the three. The disciples have made their presence felt here in the Fuck game. you. I will say, sad as I am that my my faves lost, um, there is kind of a cool storytelling to this match where, like, it almost feels like throughout it, the disciples are like zombies who are gaining their composure and, like, figuring out how to operate mm-hmm. in ring. And then as they figure it out, they start dominating. Uh, it's yeah, cool and, and it's effective and, you storytelling, know, but also fuck and, you. you know, and I mean, if you want to get like overly symbolic about it, you know, if the live the liver of the free lives is they're they're riding high at the start, but you know, death comes for us all. Oh my god! Yeah, I th- I think Van- either Vamp or Striker, maybe both were like Loki, kind of like death and taxes posting at some point throughout the match. They were. They were. It's like you got. It's like they were. They were like every. Every you get the jokes and the high times, but everyone dies eventually. Everyone. Does. Yeah. Th- it was so fucking bizarre. They're like. They're like. Yeah. Vamp was like. They make a joke out of. They, they make a joke out of lucha libre and 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 Swagger's like. Well, yeah. That's that's life. You 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 make jokes, but then death comes for you. And I'm like, Jesus, guys, are you okay? Please, I'm begging you, get some fucking therapy or something. There's some damn. real, really doom posting I out suppose. here on commentary. Yeah, so so fuck them for disrespecting my girl like that. But of course, that's the way it was gonna go. Walk it a walk. Yeah, walkity walkity walkity. So <laughs> we then move on to Dario Cueto's office, where Johnny <laughs> Mundo comes in, and he wants to know why he wasn't in the number one contenders match because he has faced Prince Puma before. And yeah. Dario Dario explains that he it's because he expects uh, Johnny Mundo to walk into Ultima Lucha as the champion. Yeah, um, which d- 
Dario Cueto suddenly shifting allegiances to be cool with with Johnny Mundo. Definitely nothing sus about that. Um, but damn, I can already see it now. Dario Cueto sitting down in a darkened room, giving an interview and going, "When you when you really think about it, Puma screwed Puma." <laughs> Uh, but Dario, but yeah, no. Dario, Dario explains how he doesn't hold grudges. Yeah, so you if, gave me a black eye. Who cares? I look great in sunglasses. Oh, yeah. D- Dario Cueto's best quote. That was night. such a great line. Mm-hmm. So he Dario kind of goes over Johnny's like heel moves now, how he put Alberto El Patron through a window, and he's like, yeah. you know what? I love this new Johnny. And then he wants to see John that unleashed on Puma. So, yeah. and he, he asked Johnny if he thinks he, if he's, Johnny says, you, he is an, I don't think I'm better than Prince Puma. I know I am. And Dario explain announces in a never before thought of match. No one has ever thought of this idea before. It is an all night long match. Ah, oh my and God. Oh my God. So original. Is, Fuck. What a genius. Is, Fuck. It is. Fuck. An Iron Man match. What? Where I will go what? What over the rules to that more when we get to it. The what? What is that? What kind of derivative shit is that? No, all all night long match. Oh oh man, what a gene! What a visionary! We are not worthy. Oh, <laughs> of course. And Johnny ends the Dario offers his hand, and Johnny goes, Dario. You just might be the best boss I've ever had. Real low bar to clear on that one, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else have you worked for again, Jonathan? But I'll be honest. I, if, if I looked at Dario Cueto in totality, I'm not sure he clears that bar. No, no, but he's stroking, he's stroking Mundo's ego. So that's all he needs, really. Not, you know. I have, you know, just, to, but yes, so they shake hands and we move yeah. on. To What's the, the difference the between main... a good wrestling boss and a bad wrestling boss? Whether or not you're getting put over. <laughs> take that. You can take that one to the bank, kids. We move to <laughs> our main event of episode 31. Cage versus King Cuerno versus Hernandez versus Drago. And, uh, Dar, uh, um, uh, Matt, Matt Stryker calls Drago a dark knight. And yeah. I was like, yes, because he has the Dra- Batman wings. Dra- 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 Drago is not the luchador Lucha Underground needs, but the one it deserves. You know, Actually, it's, it's, no, it goes the other way around. Okay, it's, wait, does it? Because I swear to God, I always think it, it goes the other way around because I'm like, the way I just said it is really fucking dumb. And then I look it up and I see it actually is that and I and it is that dumb. I swear to God, I've had this before with that quote. I swear to God, it's I'm not what it needs, but what it deserves. Because it, because it, he's the hero Gotham deserves, but not, but not the one it needs right now. So oh, we'll okay. hunt him. Okay, okay. So... Oh, that's why I think the line is stupid because I feel like it should be the other way around. If it's like the one he deserve, the not the one they deserve, so they'll still hunt him. Like, what, what, whatever, whatever. This fucking, this fucking movie meme quote, whatever. Uh, I guess it could make sense. I don't know. I'm not going down a Dark Knight tangent right now. Listen, he's Drago's just trying to send a message. He's just trying. He's just trying to send. 
show that this underground fight temple is full of people ready to believe in good. Uh, Drago with his new scaly face mask. You want to know how I got these scars? Yeah, dude. Honestly, Drago's makeup combined with the mask here is fucking sick. Yeah. Oh my god! Like he's got an all black getup. He's got like all black like face makeup that seamlessly blends in with his mask, and you can't tell where one starts and the other end. And like it drips down to his neck and his chest a little bit. Oh my god! It's so goddamn cool. That's mm-hmm. so dope. Oh my god. Yeah. So this match, I, I'm sad to say I don't have a ton of individual like spot by spot notes on it, as I never do. But I will say it was kind of it was a very fun match that, that did a lot to play off of pre-existing relationships between these characters. Mm-hmm. Because they mm-hmm. all have them as a quick reminder. Uh Hernandez cost Cage the Lucha Underground Championship against Prince Puma. That was how he debuted, in fact. Meanwhile, yeah. Hernandez also interfered on Puma's behalf to cost Drago the mat- match that got him kicked out of the temple. King Cuerno also had uh, was a and is in a was in a uh, short-lived tag team with Cage that as that failed to capture the trio's titles away from fun and dysfunctional. And Cuerno and Drago was on was one of the first big feuds we covered as part of Lucha Underground because we skipped. We bet we practically skipped ahead to post uh, Aztec warfare. Yeah, the storyline section here is insanely good booking. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know whose idea this was, but like the, all of those moving parts intersected so beautifully. It was kind of dope. Kind of once you realize all the connections that were there. I, hey, taking it back to the spider sure is a neat little spider web that Dario weaved here. Hey. Um, yeah a lot of sorry go ahead just a lot of cool individual face-offs and kind of moments we see you know cuerno and drago get a lot of time to work to work together face off hernandez and uh, cage do that hot do their hoss battley fight cage and cuerno mostly fight but also when they get an opportunity to they tag team drago yeah no it's back the tag team they they have like a temporary alliance and it's kind of dope to see the camaraderie again between them even though they later then go back to trying to beat each other the fuck up again i love yeah, like everyone... momentary alliances in in matches like these they're so much fun to watch it's like these these little tenuous strategic mm-hmm. partnerships happening for a brief second it adds so much flavor yeah and then to continue the theme that we've had ever since hernandez is here is like he is the strongest boy yet is we yeah. get a moment where all three other members of the uh, of the match, including Brian Cage, who who jumps halfway across the ring for an elbow drop, hits yeah. everybody hits a top rope move on Hernandez in succession, and he's still fine. Yeah, Cage with the flippy shit here, dude. That was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cage also- showed off the full range of his athleticism because not because sure he also was doing crazy springboard moonsaults and shit. But also, yeah. there was a moment early in the match where he is staring down Cuerno. Drago is on the top rope, jumps over Cuerno, and Cage catches him with one hand. Yeah, and then and then throws him over over his over his back while the whole time staring down Cuerno. 
uh, makes it look effortless as shit. What the hell? That was so cool. Yeah. Oh my god. Also, rewinding a little bit. Speaking of Hernandez, when Hernandez made his entrance, someone in the crowd was really hot for him. Like I just heard, like as Hernandez entered, like a lot of kind of like muffled booing, and one person go like, ah, 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 oh my god, oh, it's Hernandez. I someone was was weird quite quite uh uh in the tank for mr hernandez uh, um that man that strut man it, it just oh, it does things to you you know also uh as we like went which went into the as we like segued into the match um striker called vampiro's interviews i think he was talking about this like in relation to to brian cage when he was making his entry yes so you're called Vampire's interviews controversial and legendary, and mm, one of those is true. One of those is in fact true. Yes. One of one of those is a true statement. The other, mm. uh, but yeah, uh, but essentially, at one point, we we cut over and we see fucking Killshot standing uh, atop the one of the platforms, just like stalker staring at the match. Yeah, he was here to say whose house, Killshot's house. Obviously. Yes, but he kind of he oh, hangs oh. out up there with a spotlight on him the entire rest of the match. Yeah, kind of nice of, of the spotlight guy to just kind of sh- shine something on him. You think all the lights would be directed to the to the? To, to, we had a we had a leftover. Stage, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you ask nicely enough, you know the guy's willing to 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 help you out a little bit. Uh, uh, Querno takes exception to this because there can only be one like murder killing one, only one gimmick hunter gimmick around only here. one hunter gimmick yeah yeah i mean because one of them is hunting one... humans ostensibly probably more than like animals but but you know close enough Still well, too much gimmicking for yeah yeah so so he he like does the like bow and arrow spot point yeah he at sets a... up for the arrow from the depths of hell and he yeah. looks straight at kill shot before he does it yeah, yeah. So uh the, be on the lookout for more of that, I suppose. Um Yeah. But basically they everyone we do some suicide dives to kind of take most everyone else out do. of the match. It comes down to Drago and Cuerno. Drago spits the green mist right in Cuerno's face, and then he does some cool roll-up kind of maneuver shit and pins Drago one, two, three. Uh two pins Cuerno, excuse me, one, two, three. Drago wins the match. He is back in Lucha Underground. Yes! He is set to face Prince Puma at Ultima Lucha. Again, kind of a weirdly short exile, but my boys, my my dragon boy's back. I'll take it. Yay! It was a little, it was a little, uh, you know, telegraphed how this was going to go when it became uh, Drago must unmask. If he loses, as opposed to continual, you're just fired a second time. Yeah. That's uh, that, yeah. Oof. But, you know, Drago gets welcome back chance. Uh, Prince Puma comes out and he does get booed a, a little bit when he comes first comes out before everyone yeah. decides to start cheering for him. But they get a face-to-face, Puma and Drago. Uh, the title match is set. Or is it? Because he oh, cuts to shit. Dario Cueto in his office, peeking through the blinders in his window, and a hand comes and taps him on the shoulder. You know what this is, as he turns around and and Katrina is sitting in his chair. <laughs> and she asks why 
Mil Muertes was not put in the number one contenders match. And Dario explains, well, well, I mean, Mil Muertes has never faced Prince Puma before for the, for the title. And Katrina explains, and that is why Prince Puma is still champion. Yeah. And so she grabs Dario by the key, the Matanza key that he keeps around his neck and just chokes him out for the entire, for about like, Two minutes. He, he, she fucking she she just like and he's like ah, I think no he wanted to he wanted to contendership and and just like absolutely no problem. Uh, Katrina just like you know fine like bro you know risking murdering this guy is it's whatever. Uh, you know she she really said if my boyfriend can choke people so can I. Uh, <laughs> and Dario said well mark me down as scared and horny. Um, yeah so. Yeah, she chokes and starts going about how Mill will destroy everyone in his way. So why are you in his way? Yeah, and Dario explains that he did. He didn't know that, that Mill Muertes wanted the number, wanted the title. She's like, "Fuck yeah, you!" Because- everyone wants the title. And this, no, she says that all that Mill well, Muertes, yeah. like all men, want mortal power. or immortal, More, mortal what? or immortal want power so why are you in his way and then he kind of gives a con- a cop out of a of like a contendership match against drago or something he does and, he says and- he, he gives he basically says that mil muertes will face drago in two weeks for the number one contenders at ultima lucha and which he says good choice yeah well that's the thing i he it was kind of a cop out and i thought she was gonna put more pressure on to just send him directly to puma but she respects that Drago already earned a spot. She, and what's she's one like, what's one more guy for Mill to murder? She's like, she's she, she's like, look, okay, fine. I know it's hard to book a wrestling show, so fine, sure, whatever. If that if that's what works for you, then then you can fit us in that way, then you can fit us in that way, sure thing, whatever. I guess I can stop and, joking you now. And Dario was like, before, oh, I mean, yay. But before she goes, she makes sure to tell Dario that that monster he's keeping in the cage in the basement is no match for Mil Muertes. And Dario looks deeply horrified that she knows about the monster in the cage. So, guess we'll find out more about that. Yes, uh, but it will be a hot minute. This, This is, we get episode 32, really kind of the most unique episode of Lucha Underground yet or ever, as... It is a it is indeed a one match show. We start immediately with with no uh, you know pre little pre credits kind of opening scene, and we just cut straight to the ring. Matt and Vampiro explain what the gimmick here is, and then we cut to Melissa Santos to announce the match. And both competitors, to save time, are already in the ring. Yeah, um, the I, I Str- Vamp calls Striker a sexy rock star. So new new he Striker does. lore just dropped. Um, uh, we cut over to the competitors in the ring. We introduce the the, the challenger first, Johnny Mundo, and Johnny's standing up at the top rope or middle rope or whatever, and he's kind of like he he kind of looks down at one point. He kind of has this look on his face, like where hey, where's my hair wind? What <laughs> I'm supposed taking, to have like I'm what? Supposed to, is my my hair supposed to flow in the breeze? Why is there the no thing. breeze for my hair to flow in? I do the um, thing and my hair flows and time slows down. What's what's going on? Yeah, he's, he's very confused. Uh, but but yeah, 
uh, and we start going into the match. And okay, Vamp, I know I'm supposed to be on Vamp, but Vamp started saying such wild shit in such rapid succession. I couldn't even keep up. Something about flying around the world a million times. Something about an iPod replay button. Uh, okay, maybe trying okay. to gaslight us about how he feels about Johnny Mundo. Yeah, okay. I remember all of those. Is that they're talking about the endurance and how hard it will be to get either of them to submit by saying both these guys have enough fuel to fly around the world 200 million times. Very specific number. Would love to see how the, like, the, the okay, hold on. for figuring that out. How much fuel does it take to fly around the world? I guess it actually is, it would be a rather uh, easy equation to pull up, wouldn't it? Uh, how much fuel? Okay, how much fuel? Let's see. Well, I suppose hmm, this is a mathematical equation. Uh, let's see. World <laughs> this... Circumference. Uh, the world is we're going hard. Forty thousand seventy-five kilometers. Okay. Thousand kilometers in fuel is how much fuel do you use per kilometer? Let's. How many I'm liters? I'm at the edge of my seat here, folks. <laughs> So, okay. Liters divided by distance times 100 equals liters per 100 uh, kilometers. <laughs> okay. You gotta, this is important shit here, folks. So, 40,000. Actually, I wouldn't know how many liters it takes. So, but 40, I can do the math on 40,000 on how many kilometers of fuel worth of fuel they got in the tank. Okay. We can get this far into the into the math. So the numbers, Mason. Five times two hundred. Uh let me sure I have the right number of zeros here. It's very complicated. All right. So that is eight uh point one five to the twelfth power. That's a lot of zeros, is all I have to say about that. They have a lot of fuel in the tank. Is is what they I'm have, going to. Th thank you. That was a definitely a a, a a huge contribution past what Striker and and Vamp were giving us. I appreciate. Hey, your, now your listen. Dedication. It's very now listen here. It's very difficult to come up with these things on the floor. Mason, 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 Mason. The numbers. I checked the number. I checked the numbers, and they said that these guys can go like eight quadrillion kilometers or whatever. Oh, that, that is what the numbers mean. Thank you. Very helpful. Uh, yeah, so there was that. Uh, he said he had uh, Johnny Mundo throwing Alberto Patron through Dario Cueto's office, whatever, on his iPod replay button, which I didn't he had know. The, he had the replay button on, the on iPod his iPod. Had a replay button. Yeah. And then he and then he tries to say that he always knew from the beginning that Johnny Mundo was a snake, which I don't remember that at all. Yeah, uh, I doubt that. Also, but then he kind of like double gas gaslights us because he then it kind of proceeds to like kind of be into Johnny Mundo. He's like, I like this new Johnny Mundo. He's like, he's kind of into mm -hmm. it. So he's like, Johnny Mundo is a two faced snake, but I'm also kind of into it. <laughs> kind of great though. <laughs> Vamp, yeah, Vamp's uh, Vamp's kind of starting to heal post on commentary a little bit. Hmm, yeah. sus, so, baka. So, uh, Puma and Mundo exchange a handshake of honor to begin the match. True, true, true. And there, it is noted that there is no Conan tonight because he felt 
Like Prince Puma was ready for this and he did not need him. And true to form, no Conan. They is not part of the match based. at all. Uh, so the first part of the match, really up to the first commercial break, was mostly a lot the the feeling out process, as they say. Uh, it was a lot of chain wrestling back and forth, kind of just mm-hmm. not doing anything too crazy. It's like they both knew that they had like 50 minutes to go here. Yeah, yeah. So to, to be clear, it's about the Iron Man match. Is basically an Iron Man match. The match is however long they say the match is. And whoever has the most pinfalls and submissions at the end of the match is the winner. It is an endurance test. Yeah, it's pretty simple. And honestly, some of them can be really boring. I did not think this one was. No, this one was dope. Mm-hmm. I but mean, it kind of read as like the perfect thing for like baby's first Iron Man match for me. Um because it it, it kind of hit the sort of beats you could expect from a match like this where it's like ah whoever has the most at the at the end of it so that means there's gonna like someone's gonna get an early lead and then shit's gonna get messy and then there's gonna be a tie right before the end it's gonna be a real nano fighter who gets that final one Uh, Mm -hmm. uh so you know pretty standard from what i expected but like it was entertaining all like all all the all the content was right there uh and oh, yeah, what's especially cool is like you can really see the evolution of Mundo and Puma's in-ring chemistry um as from from at the the beginning of the season. They've they both come along with their their work um their work together has evolved things are a bit more grander, a bit more developed. There there's a there's an there's an added energy and aggression to it. Uh, I thought I thought like it kind of showed a cool stark in, uh, growth from where we were at the beginning of the show. Yeah, but uh, right after the first commercial, um, Prince Puma gets a quick roll up pin for the first pin of the game of the show. Yep. One yep. zero Puma. By the way, now I'm going to bring this up: is that after every commercial break. They flashed up the scam- the uh, timer to show how much time was left in the match. Okay. Interestingly to me is that it, they the timer was much more in tune with the actual length of the episode left and not what it would be presuming an hour-long time slot with commercials. I kept track of this throughout the night, and it was basically the timer was always about one to two minutes less than however much was left over with the video, and that's the video is minus commercials. So they oh, seem to kind of, they seem to kind of use the timer. They they worked the timer a little bit. It wasn't quite accurate all the way yeah. through, but it seemed like they kept they used the timer more to kind of keep track of the actual length of time left of wrestling and not just like this is this is going to be take place at like 15 minutes past the hour. So the clock needs to say 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is interest, which is kind of interesting. It doesn't matter now, but no, anymore, but, but it is an interesting fact. Cause you know, this, this, the gimmick of an Iron Man match that is however long this TV show is, is kind of unique. It's kind of a unique concept. I've never really, no one ever really does that. Well, so, yeah. 
because that's weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's only it's really the sort of thing it's that only Lucha really... Underground can get away with, like with a with a smaller with a smaller roster where and like free fucking tickets. So it's not like if you're going and seeing literally only one match, mm-hmm. it's not that much of a disappointment to not see. More. And also they batch tape shit, so you're gonna see more stuff anyway. Yeah, and it's and it's only an hour long show, so yeah, like you can you can get away with like one match is the whole show in NXT yeah. did that once with uh, Samoa Joe versus Sami Zayn, but that was two out of three falls and it wasn't explicitly like this is going to take an hour. It just happened to take an hour. Oh, but oh, this, oh boy. it was pretty dope. It was pretty cool though, to like Sounds watch like it and a... be like, and kind of realize like, Oh shit, they're going to go a whole way. They're going to go the whole fucking episode. That would be, um, yeah, that sounds like it's dope. I mean, I mean, yeah. we had the same thing with, with, with Hangman and uh, Danielson. Yeah, yeah, that right? realization of like, oh, fuck, they're of going like, to Oh, fuck, that, that's got its own cool thing. But like seeing the endurance test like marked so, so mm-hmm. concretely by that timer had its own kind of cool effect of like really making you realize just how long these two guys are going for. Holy crap. Yeah, so... Anyway, after the first, after that first fall, which by the way, that is, I, I took note of a cup. The crowd really fucking hates Johnny Mundo, my man. Dude, uh, yeah. You started you... getting Johnny Pudo chance is when I wrote that down. Yeah. Um, a few com. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. They, he, there's a few comments from the fans throughout the night that I also took note of that kind of caught on camera. <laughs> Picked up. Yeah, no, there were some good, there, there were some good ones. I, yeah. Go for it. Oh, you go ahead. No, I just have a few commentator notes in a row that I was greatly amused by. Um, so, um, speaking of NXT, Vamp uh, talks about how he's been champion all over the world, which I didn't realize he worked for NXT to, to get such a designation. Uh, um, that's true. That's that's uh, that's the NXT designation. Yeah. Has been a champion all over the world. Ah, yes. I didn't. So. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think Vampiro won the TNA title. <laughs> the truly the most worldwide of all the titles. Um, uh, bigoted ass announcers continue to hate little people because now Striker's getting in on like the anti little people crusade and fuck both of you. What is wrong with both of you? I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that when we actually get to where in the match he said that. Uh, but basically, I kind of noted that, like, that so after the 1 0 lead change, Mundo kind of kicks it up a notch and starts getting more mm-hmm. aggressive as if he realizes, like, oh, fuck, I'm behind now. Yeah. Now I got to beat him twice to get take the lead. Yeah, his and, in-ring storytelling is dope here. Yeah, I made a note where it looked like Prince Puma was trying to drop kick Johnny Mundo, and Johnny Mundo just drop kicked him in midair in response. Yeah, he's like, he's like, fuck your dropkick. I'm going to do it instead. No, Yeah, so he hit Johnny Mundo, sets up Puma for the end of the world. Puma grabs Johnny Mundo's leg to stop him. And then Johnny Mundo just kind of rolls back and and roll up pins Puma, but also has a hold of the ropes to help him. And one, two, three, Johnny Mundo ties it up. Bada bing, bada boom, baby. It was great. Yeah, and then going into the second commercial break, Johnny Mundo rolls out to the ring and starts like t- calling a timeout, and some uh, fan in the crowd yells, "No timeouts in wrestling, Johnny!" <laughs> Dude, I love like the random ass fans. They kept again, whoever was like getting really horny over Hernandez earlier. I I, I just love the random people they catch on mic. It's so magical. Um, 
Also, at one point, Vampiro says, I want to hit someone with a chair mat, and Stryker goes, stay away from me, buddy. He's <laughs> like, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting, you're getting a solid six Stryker's like, away. Stryker just scoots his chair over a little bit. Yeah. So, we... Amazing. We get back to the wrestling after the second commercial break, and it is at this point in time we learn that per Dario Cueto, there will be no countouts and no disqualifications. Normally, no those are factors in an Iron Man match, but you know, Dario gonna Dario, so that's See, not. See, completely be a original idea that nobody's ever thought of before. Fuck the rules. <laughs> So Johnny Mundo pulls out this wooden box from inside yes. the, under the ring. And that is when uh, uh, Mark Stryker says, well, as long as there's not a little person in there, we're all good. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Asshole. Uh, however, it turns out the wooden box, much like, much like the wooden table follows the first rule of wrestling. Austin's as first law of wrestling. As, Prince Puma puts Johnny Mundo through the box. All hell. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. Before he got put through the box, someone made a comment about how that was a box of crowbars, right? I heard that correctly, right? I, so, I, I must have heard. heard. I didn't hear that, but I put together. I assumed that that's where he got the crowbar from. Well, okay, but I well, didn't hear. I it. swear to God, I heard the word crowbar said before the box got broken. But then Mundo pulls out a crowbar from the box, and then everyone just kind of like starts shakachu facing that Mundo in fact pulled a crowbar out of that box that I swear to God someone earlier said was a box of crowbars or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I found that if if I interpreted all of that correctly. They're, they're like, oh, it's a box of crowbars. Breaks it, Johnny Grab. Where did he get that crowbar from? Gee, I wonder. Uh, I wouldn't put it past them to be that thick, but also maybe I just am hard of hearing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, know, but Johnny Mundo does pull out that crowbar and uh, beats Puma up the head with it, you know, Jason Todd style. Yeah, oh, uh, oh, 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 you you didn't have to take it there. Now I'm sad. Oh, oh, but I did. Eh. It's fine. <laughs> he's not dead anymore. Yeah, he just, it, now he's a psychopathic revenge guy. Remember, fans, remember, the fans voted on how the, on the end result of that storyline. Wait, really? They yeah, they had a fan they had a fan vote for whether Jason Todd was gonna die from that from getting beaten to death with a crowbar. And the fans said yes. They said yes, please die. Yes, and then the writer said, fuck you, Lazarus Pit. Alright. Anyway, <laughs> Mundo rolls after absolutely clonking Prince Puma in the head. He rolls Puma back Clonk. in, pins him. Two to one, Johnny Mundo. And then Johnny Mundo pretty quickly hits. Uh, I didn't catch the name of what this move is called. It's a corkscrew DDT where he DDTs you, but he himself like flips in a 360 degree rotation yep. and then hits it, pins Puma. It's three to one. And then Mundo hits a couple more moves, sets up for the end of the world, hits it, pins Puma. It's in short order, it's four to one, Johnny Mundo. Yeah, absolutely fucked. Also, I I had a thought, I had a realization as we were watching this. 
Um, because I was thinking about like the Hangman Danielson match, and I was thinking about the concept of like matches going for a long time, and something kind of struck me of like, man, it's kind of fucked they're going for this long, and then they like don't drink water like during the whole time. Like, if I was in a match like this, like the physical endurance would be tough, but I would fucking die if I couldn't drink water during any of that. But then my my boy health king Johnny Mundo says hydrate or dehydrate as while he's got Puma just kind of fucking down and out for a while, he goes and grabs a water bottle and chugs a bit before chucking it at Puma because you know. But 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 he knew he he knew because heel because 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 heel. Even though fuck you, I love Johnny Mundo. Um, I I I, I appreciate that man taking good care of his health. You you you'll, you'll love to see it. Um, yeah, we are, we have entered the portion of this program. Where Johnny Mundo, despite the fact there's still like 25 minutes on the clock, is gonna now try to run out the entire clock. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, it's fine. I don't have to worry about it. Homie is out here trying to take knees in the third quarter. <laughs> uh, a uh, something that is uh, never gonna backfire ever. What are you talking about? No. Nah. So at one, uh, Puma does, of course, get up eventually. But Johnny Mundo is still clearly in control of the situation, including uh, as we hit the third commercial break, Johnny Mundo does a neck breaker onto the fucking apron. Yeah. And absolutely destroys Prince Puma with that. Fucked. Just, just fuck. I mean, th- this yep. whole match was so cool to watch. Goddamn work wise. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, so after the third commercial break, Johnny Mundo, this is when he drags a ladder out from under the ring. Yes. Yeah. Wait, and Johnny is, and Johnny is Mundo after, Is this hmm? I'm sorry, is this is this after like Puma got another attempt at rolling him up or something? Or like Puma kind of Puma kind of got his second win. Yeah, he, he had a little. He had a little bit of a second win, but then okay. Johnny hit him with the neck breaker, and there was a yeah, there. yeah, because there was this moment where like um, Puma was able to knock Johnny Mundo down a little bit, and he kind of sprawls out, and his leg lands on the bottom rope, and Striker's like, ah, Johnny putting his leg on the rope out of instinct. Yeah, I don't think that's instinct. I just think he's a leggy boy. Yeah, he was I, just that tall. He's just that long. I don't. I think it's more just like his leg just naturally went there. But I appreciate you trying to build him up a little bit more. No, um, but yeah, then then dear leggy boy goes out and gets a ladder, and with that ladder, eventually he's able to say "fuck your face" to Puma. Yeah, which prompts someone in the audience to yell, "Damn it, Johnny! Johnny that's a that's person." A person. Un- unironically, I would love to put that on a chair, on a shirt. Damn it, Johnny! That's a person. That is such a that's a that's a that's a transcendent quote right there. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, this is a, again, capture the audience on mic, and it's fucking magic. Great shit. Yeah. So, but then Johnny tempts my first law of wrestling. Indeed, indeed. All hail, all hail. Is of course he who brings out the tables goes through the tables as he sets up the tables to put uh, Prince Puma through them. However, in the time it takes Johnny Mundo to climb up the railings to put to, to like to dive Puma at through the tables, Puma gets back up and suddenly we're in we're brought we're crowd fighting. Yep, yep. 
uh, Puma Puma gets his second wind in time to start activating Austin's first law, as as we are all well aware must be strictly observed. Mm-hmm. And and now we're like, fuck you! One of us is going to the table, and sure as hell ain't me. Uh, yeah. So Prince, back and forth. eventually, eventually Prince Puma suplexes Johnny Mundo onto the balcony floor, which yeah hurt. Yeah. And then Puma walks downstairs. And he takes two more tables. Yeah, and okay. He puts I, I, them before, before, on top before. of the other tables. Yeah, okay. there. And 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 here's the thing: the first two tables had like these little like metal indents along the corners, and I was like, "Huh, why are those there? That's weird." And then Puma brings out more tables and starts fucking inlaying the legs in those indents. So mm-hmm. just like, it just I would love to see the cave fame for this of just. Happening to have two tables meant to be yeah, like what? inlaid with other tables stacked on top. Okay. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, while Puma's bringing out these tables, Striker on commentary is going, "What's coming next? Your guess is as good as mine." Hmm. You know, Striker. Here's a thought. Maybe. May. May. I know. Wild. Maybe. Maybe. And and I'm only I'm only spitballing here, but maybe you know, just just perhaps someone uh someone some 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 someone might someone might. Someone might go through a fucking table. Oh, whoa, man. Yeah, but 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 your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> yeah, so they fight back up on the railing some more, and Johnny Mundo super kicks Puma off the balcony. Super kick party. Uh, but not hey. through the tables. Not through the tables, unfortunately. Now he misses the tables. So Johnny Mundo then, he climbs up the other side of these of the balcony area to where the band is. Yeah, and he grabs the microphone and just starts kind of dicking around because again yeah. we're running out clock here. Vampiro, Vampiro on commentary is talking about how he likens Johnny Mundo to Spider Man, and now that's been manifested. He's going to show up in the fucking multiverse at some point. So good job there. Uh, into the Spider Verse two, featuring Johnny Spider. <laughs> Johnny Johnny Spider. Yes, Johnny honestly, Spider. yeah, Johnny Spider. So then. Johnny Mundo then yells at the band to start playing some more. Yeah. So okay. Well, first, first he's like, first he basically says he's fucking says scoreboard to 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 Puma, yeah, he, which was he great. scoreboard, which should have been a sign of how this was scoreboard. gonna go. Oh, it was a sign of how it was gonna go as soon as they announced this match. But scoreboard, scoreboard, scoreboard. was great. But yeah, then he, then he tells the band to kick up, and I got really excited because for the briefest moments, I thought Johnny Mundo was gonna sing along with whatever the hell the band was playing. And I was absolutely like also coward. hoping he was gonna do that. But Puma, I wanted Johnny Mundo to sing along. Fuck you, coward. Puma climbs up to the bandstand and he grabs a a uh, guitar with a uh, the Mexican flag on it and, and does his best honky tonk man impression. No, he does a solid El Cabong. Yeah, like I said, his best honky tonk man impression. Or Jeff Jarrett impression, but or yeah, Jeff Jarrett I, impression. I, I grew up, I grew up on Quick Draw McGraw. Thank you. Oh, so, oh, pardon El me. El Cabong, it is. Okay, fine. Jeff Jarrett impression, potato tomato. Anyway, yes, yes. Ba- basically, Johnny Mundo's head has gone through a guitar. You'll love to see. And it. then, as we go into the fourth commercial break of the of the episode, 
just uh, Prince Puma straight just gang tackles Johnny Mundo through the tables. And you see, this is the beauty of Austin's first law of wrestling is that when I saw that Puma had set up tables on top of Mundo's tables, I got concerned because the one must go through one table in order to get to the other, but they were set up by different people. So how in the world could Austin's first law be fulfilled? Because necessarily someone has to go through a table that somebody else set up and it breaks the law. But then they just kind of both went through the tables all together. They both so, went through the tables. Paradox avoided. Yay. The law, the law stands. So much realism. So much so, realism. After the, uh, we get back to commercial break, and first thing I notice is that Johnny Mundo is bleeding now. Yeah. Uh, didn't entirely look like a blade cut either, so that might have just been it like It didn't. It might have been legit. Might have been uh, kind of so, legit. So a story at this point of the match is becoming like Puma is trying his best, but time is not on his side anymore. At this point no. in time, the match is down to about 10-ish minutes, and it's still 4-1. to one. So, you know, all the shenanigans have been fun up in the balcony and whatnot, but also tick-tock, tick-tock. Tick-tock, tick-tock on the clock. However, John, Prince Puma dragging Johnny Mundo back to the all the way back to the ring, multiple times falling over from exhaustion himself. Mm-hmm. But eventually, yeah. he gets Mundo back in the ring and pins him to make it the score four to two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Mundo kind of catches. Oh, does he catch a second wind yet, or does he? Does does Puma get one it more? It gets in four on? three, four three it's before four th- he gets that because at that point Puma quickly kind of starts hitting some of his big moves. Hits yeah. a spinning falcon arrow kind of slam move. One two three. It's now four to three, Johnny Mundo, and suddenly See, nobody ever Johnny Mundo. He did the deal, <laughs> and <laughs> and now Johnny Mundo is getting scared. Because now yeah. it's a one score game. The desperation is on his face. He's he's fucking yeah. he's he's freaked out. So he, he gets a second win. At one point he and Puma are exchanging blows and the crowd is doing like fucking boo yay chance, depending on who. So like it's it's like in rapid succession. So Mundo hits Puma, boo, poo, Puma hits Mundo, yay, boo, yay, boo, yay. It's out of a goddamn sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh which yeah. is goofy as all but, hell. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Johnny Mundo decides to waste some more time by doing like laps and running around. We're doing a chase scene now in the middle of the match around the ring. I love Benny Hill. We need more Benny Hill spots in wrestling. Yeah. So Johnny Mundo is making a hike for it, but he finally is able to also fight off Puma when he can't and to take knock him out. And Mundo makes a run for it up the stairs and out comes Alberto El Patron on a drive by. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck this guy. He basically beats up. Uh, he, he, he beats up Mundo delivers him back in a silver platter to the ring to Puma. And he gets on Mike, I guess. And is like, yeah. uh, yeah, Mundo, fuck you. If you win this, I'm coming for you. Puma, Hey, you're not bad, but also you win this. I'm coming for you. Fuck you too. And then <laughs> leaves. Uh, yeah. So he throws Johnny Albert Albert throws Johnny Mundo down the stairs that are again yeah. concrete. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of people he, taking these fucking concrete stair bumps. I, I God, I hope they're okay. Well, That's and a then concussion waiting then he, to happen. 
then he picks up Mundo and throws him into the announce table. Yeah, yeah. And, but then he he throws him back in the ring. Prince Puma hits a I don't uh, one a four fifty I believe. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah. I think yeah he had a four fifty for the pin, and with four minutes to go, it's four to four. It's and, four to yeah, four. He ex- John, David did a good job of uh, giving Alberto El Patron's promo that ta- yeah. that shaves about a minute off the clock. And the, the the one the one thing I missed on on Patron's promo is like he said Puma if you retain I'm still coming for you but of course you already knew that God that man finds the most awkward ways to squeeze in his goddamn catchphrase you already knew that you already knew yep. that what a weird thing to have as a catchphrase like like it's it's gotta be it's gotta be so inorganic the way he he implements it half the time it's whatever whatever yeah, also kind of, kind of unclear on who the fuck vamp is rooting for because i swear to god he was like really actively rooting for rooting for mundo earlier but now he's rooting for puma uh, okay uh, and as as the match goes on he's like practically consuming his mic screen screaming for puma to get the dub he's like come on buddy you can do it come on yeah so as the clock is winding down we then get a pretty wild uh, roll-up sequences both where guys is trying to pin and something anything yes. that'll work to get the what? pin they start going for their big signature maneuvers at each other back and forth counters as the clock ticks down vampiro and master are freaking out at the potential for a tie, but finally, with seconds to go, Prince, Prince Puma hits the 630, one, two, two three. three, and as the clock expires, Prince Puma wins five to four. And, you know, don't let the fact that Drago returned to the temple distract you from the fact that Johnny Mundo blew a 4-1 lead. One lead. I know. Johnny Mundo pulling some Harbaugh memes up in here. God damn. This guy, like the Golden State Warriors playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, blows the lead. Blows the lead. Like Jim Harbaugh in a playoff game blows the lead. <laughs> <laughs> so, Prince Puma, despite it all, has fought and he has retained the lucha underground championship i mean of course epic shit all around it's oh god this show is so good i mean this is a broken record every time we're here this show is really good the iron man match sorry the all night long match was dope as hell departure from form these two workers are so good in ring together i adore both of them. i'm really I, I gotta say like from a character perspective, I'm kind of getting stale on Prince Puma. Like, just the silent underdog vibe is kind of getting old. And I'm, I was really hoping for, for Mundo to dethrone him tonight, but sure, this, whatever. It's fine, this, I guess. This, this is why he gets, he gets supplanted as the top baby face in the Lucha Underground. This is what, oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm, I wonder why. Is everyone kind of all? Everyone kind of got sick of a silent underdog babyface routine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 how you do. Um, the well, yeah. So I'm getting to that point. So I was not into Patron interfering. I'm like, hey, fuck this guy. Give give, no. give Johnny Mundo's due. But but still, epic math. The last episode is was had some really dope shit in it too. This show's so mm-hmm. good. 
I mean, now the yeah, story what, what there else? there are a lot of story beats that were not really picked up on this week, and I think part of that is because half one of the episodes we did was literally just one match. Yeah. Uh, like Pen- Pentagon cool Junior, match. we didn't hear from. You know, uh, you know, uh, Black Lotus is just kind of got a sidebar again. Still waiting uh, on that grand revenge. That's a whole saga to come. Don't you worry. Oh, I, I, I'm, I know. Uh, but overall, good stuff this week, as always, with Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. And we are now six episodes away from the finale. As the countdown clock begins, I can finally call the finale Ultima Lucha. Yes. Because that has been name dropped. Uh, no, the 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 finale has been revealed to us man some shit in this series gets revealed really early uh, before anything else around it like matanza we know his name now cool we know jack fuck all else but now we know his name is matanza i guess mm-hmm. okay but sure sure yes finale let's go woo choo choo baby the train yeah. the train is rolling the train is rolling that way woo yes uh but that is all for this week and we will be back to lucha underground soon enough but next time it is episode 75 of the noobs and knockouts podcast and we mm-hmm. have a special uh treat planned for that for next week as yes. uh, claire as our friend claire will be returning to the podcast and when she first appeared on this podcast so very long ago all the way back in episode seven she pointed out that she kind of felt like wrestling was kind of gay and kind of weird but not weird enough or gay enough yes. and next week i will be attempting to correct one of those things as we will be watching uh one of effie's big gay brunch yes yes i'm so hyped i'm so hyped that claire's finally getting to to come full circle and answer her true calling uh as as a contributor to this podcast uh and i'm also super hyped to get to watch the famed big gay brunch especially after get having gotten to see effie like fight live and like briefly be like five feet away from him uh took a smoke break um uh seems like a great guy seems like a great show i know he's great in ring so this is gonna be a good fucking time yep uh, but that is for next time. Until then, David, hit the plugs. Indeed. All right, friends, you know the drill. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, you know, knockouts, y- you know you know the drill. You guys rule. That th- Thanks for being here, w- welcoming us back into your eardrums, eyeballs, whatever. Hope you had a great time. Please continue to have a great time with us. Hey, new people, if you're brand new to this whole thing, welcome. We're so delighted to have you here. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to this whole wild, wacky wrestling world or you're a veteran of all the crazy shit this thing has to offer, we hope you've had a great time here. We hope you want to keep having a great time with us week after week. If you would like to continue having a great time with us and you're not entirely sure how to do so, not to worry, my friends, I have you covered. First of all, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, and make sure to insert a nice little solid color so we get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Uh, come check us out there. We got our, our video up in more recent episodes and our like brand new sexy HUD. It's super cool. Uh, check out all of our playlists. Austin is kind enough to organize all of the like playlists or all the all the eras and arcs and companies, etc. that we follow into their own separate little 
playlists. Uh, it's it's really cool. It's nice and organized. You don't have to do a whole lot of jumping around. You get to see our lovely faces and all the visual gags that we hide in here uh, away from the audio only listeners. If you, you know, want to see as, me as strut like Hernandez, <laughs> you gotta if you watch see, the video. If you want to see Austin lose his will to live, as I as I make a joke about Bugs Bunny cuckolding film Muertes, uh, then come watch us on YouTube. Um, but <laughs> sorry, buddy. Um, but you, you, you know, uh, to, and just generally give us that sweet engagement. We love, we, we love it. Uh, also for the audio only people, of course, you can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast, Spotify, Google, Apple podcasts, check us out there, download rate review, all that good stuff. We just appreciate your engagement, your, your input, you know, maybe telling people that this is kind of a cool thing people should check out. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, so check us out, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts for that audio-only experience. Then, of course, past that is our social media, how you can kind of get in contact with us. First and foremost is our Twitter. We are on Twitter at Noobs and NoxPod on Twitter. That's Noobs, the letter N, NoxPod on Twitter. We do all the usual Twitter stuff, memes, discourse. We post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys know what the hell's going on. And, of course, the highlight of our Twitter, weekly wrestling live tweeting. My friend, what is on the docket coming up? Sure. So, upcoming, as every Wednesday night in on, at, on TBS at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is, of course, AEW Dynamite, Dynamite. Boom and, boom. and Boom. Uh David and I both consistently watch Dynamite live weekly. Mm-hmm. And so, at least one of us will be live tweeting the show most weeks. Indeed, uh, indeed, indeed. In addition, I like to keep up with Impact Wrestling, AEW, and WWE pay-per-views. So, upcoming on that front. Uh, for Impact Wrestling will be Slammiversary on June 19th. It is the 20-year anniversary of Impact Wrestling in the building they are most famous for running. It all started the Asylum in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh it's going to be a pretty sick match uh, show overall. I'm very excited for it. Uh, then for AEW, their next pay-per-view is on June 26th, and it is a crossover show. AEW X New Japan Pro Wrestling yes. Forbidden Door. And it is a cross-promotional pay-per-view and so far, we have but one match for it, but it's pretty good one, I must say. The new AEW World Champion CM Punk takes on the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yes! Oh That's my God! Gonna be incredible. I'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. that much, and so much more to come in the weeks to come especially after uh june 12th where when dominion uh that uh, for new japan that's their next big show happen is over so they're gonna have everybody available and know where everybody stands on their end of the board indeed indeed and then on july 2nd is wwe money in the bank (gasps) the newest the newest entry of the wwe big five pay-per-views you, you all, if you've been following this podcast, you know how money in the bank goes. You climb the ladder. You get the, get briefcase. the briefcase. And when you get the briefcase, you can get a world title match whenever you want. Yeah, buddy. Yes. So those matches will be added to that show in the coming months. 
Hell yeah. So be sure to check all that out, guys. If you like this podcast, then you're gonna like the you're gonna like the the Twitter. We our personalities on the live tweeting carry over pretty much directly to how it is listening to us talk about this shit on air. So if you like that, come check us out on Twitter at noobs and knoxpod. Then of course there is our email address if you want to get in super direct contact with us, noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs the word and this time knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us there. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like, suggestions or things you want to see on the show, whether it be arcs, eras, uh, particular uh, particular companies, wrestling adjacent media, anything like that. We're all we're all down to, to hear it out and maybe even check it out. Um, uh, tell us what you think of our, our hot takes and whether whether you think they're they're too spicy for you or they're just the just the right temperature. Uh all that good stuff, or you know, just 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 come hang out, start discourse with us, tell us that you love listening to our sweet dulcet tones, slow you to sleep every night, whatever it is, come say hi. We love to say hi back. Noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com. Then of course, finally, there is our Patreon. We are also the noobs and knockouts podcast on Patreon. One dollar a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out to our patron, the sugar daddy Kyle Smith, for being a friend of the show. So if you want See to join Kyle next. on that, uh, come enjoy those perks with him. Check us out. Patreon News and Knockouts Podcast. I'm going to see y'all next time. Hasta luego.